Hey, hey, good morning, good day, happy Monday, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting to the end, let me turn down the TV here, uh, it's Monday morning, it's 10, oh, it's 10.30 already, god damn, so what happens when you have a bunch of meetings to start Monday, I try to not, I try to have all my, if possible, if I can have the bulk of my meetings, if not all of them take place Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's the preference. Although, you know, lately I start to think I should just suck it up and just try to <laughs> just try to do everything on Monday. As much of a drag as Monday is, uh, Tuesday really sucks because I try to <laughs> I try to push everything off to Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, but it's Monday. The Super Bowl was yesterday. I tried posting my podcasts from the last week uh, yesterday, and they weren't uh, uploading fast enough to the cloud so that I could then open the laptop and get them blah, blah, blah. So by the time you hear this, I will have posted uh, my update from fe- like February 2nd. So uh, like a week and a half ago, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten days ago, I did uh, – podcast just updating everybody on the status of everything hopefully you've heard that by now uh but as of as of this podcast what's it the 13th of february i haven't posted any of them and i i planned to last night because i had made my super bowl picks pick uh in one of those podcasts uh and was wrong i picked the eagles and then i knew as soon as everybody started everybody was picking the eagles everybody just said the Eagles are just going to come in there and they're just, you know, they're, they're the, by far the better team. And, uh, well, whatever you want to say about the officiating, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. They lost. That's it. <laughs> Big fucking deal. Stop crying about the referees. Philadelphia lost. Get out of here. <laughs> and I was listening to Howard Stern this morning after I dropped off the kids and they had audio of uh, people in the streets of Philadelphia. You can't tell the difference between uh, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl or lose the Super Bowl. The outcome is the same. They just they just burn that city to the ground every <laughs> every few years. When Philadelphia, if Philadelphia is in the Super Bowl, you just know that the city of of, of Philly is going to uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be in trouble no matter what. Hey, the Eagles won. Let's go. Let's burn some shit and throw rocks and feces at the police and tip over cars. Hey, the Eagles lost. Let's go burn some shit and throw rocks and feces and tip over cars. Yeah. It was a good game though. Yeah, it did the the you know, the I I don't really honestly think it was necessarily like it wasn't a great call at the end there. But I don't I'm not I'm not giving as much credit to that call as as others and saying that it ruined the game and it determined the outcome and so, I, whatever. Kansas City won. Philadelphia lost. You know, you gotta you, you score more points, you're gonna win. That's it. And Kansas City scored more points, and they did it at the end of the game. They scored their final points right at the very end. And Philadelphia had what eight seconds <laughs> to try and do something about it. Not a lot of time, but still, it's it's possible to do something in eight seconds. It's not easy, but. Uh, Either way, congratulations to the Chiefs. I'm glad they won. I picked Philadelphia, and then the whole world picked Philadelphia. And I even said to my wife last week, I said, oh, boy, I, I got to change my pick to Kansas City because everybody's picking Philadelphia, which means Philadelphia is not going to win this game. But it was a good game. I liked it. And I realized that was the eighth Super Bowl that I've watched on this couch, in this living room, in this little apartment. Eight years, eight Super Bowls. Just as we've had eight, whatever, Thanksgivings and eight, uh, I don't know. Anyway, Halloween, I, technically we had nine Halloweens because there was that one year that we did two two rounds of trick-or-treating. But, you know, it's funny. I, yeah, I start to get like a little bit last week I started to get down because it really, you know, you sit here for years and you you know for for so long like the 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 home buying thing was just so out of reach that I never got really you know I didn't let myself get angry like oh I hate this fucking apartment it's too small it's we don't it sucks uh, I I didn't you know I just appreciated well, there were times I remember just sitting on the couch 
and it's bitter cold outside and it's snowing and it's, you know, the weather's bad or whatever. And just saying it, you know, we have a fucking roof over our head. We've got, we have four walls <laughs> and a roof and, uh, the plumbing and the electricity works. And on top of that, the cable and the internet and everything else works. So like how, how bad is it really? Not that bad. And in the summer, we've got two nice pools to choose from, and there's tennis courts and basketball courts and pool tables and ping-pong tables and a health club and all this other shit, dog parks. It's it's not the worst place in the world. Even though they nickel and dime you to death here, it's really not the worst. There are far worse places, and I've heard far worse Nothing that's happened here has been like, oh, my God, can you believe, you know, you hear these stories and there's like entire Twitter accounts dedicated to, you know, bad landlords. And and it's just shit that you can, I mean, you know, where people don't have heat and they don't have running water and the, you know, the landlord doesn't do anything or he sits on his ass and the, just shit like that. It's just crazy. And you watch these videos of these fucking douchebag you know real estate bros and there was this one guy on tiktok who i think he thought everybody would be on his side um and you know that's how delusional some of these people are who are just complete pieces of shit it was this video of a guy and he he taped him see videoed himself calling a tenant of a house that he had just purchased in miami and you know he does that and it's so infuriating because he not only the fuck is this have i already spilled something on this new shirt my vandalay industries shirt damn it <sighs> anyways i think it's toothpaste <laughs> i can never just not drool dribble toothpaste all over my shirt anyway uh you think i learned by now stop wearing shirts if you don't want the shirt to get toothpaste on it don't wear a fucking shirt while you brush your teeth because that's the only way for toothpaste to not get on my shirts i found out Anyway, uh, yeah, this this video at Twitter, it was on TikTok and then Twitter and the guy, and he does that fucking horrible, like, re- he, he talks in a really calm voice. He seems like a nice guy. He's got like the, oh, yes, hi, uh, I'm the new, uh, I'm the new owner. As you know, your, your previous uh, landlord sold the house. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who purchased it. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you and, you know, figure out a way, uh, you know, to come to an agreement on, on rent. Cause, uh, you know, you pay currently, you pay, uh, whatever it was, $1,500 a month, uh, for rent. And, and that, you know, most houses in the, in the area, you know, are renting for, for double that amount. So, uh, you know, let's, let's try and meet somewhere in between and we'll say, you know, I think, I think 2,500 a month is a reasonable. And she starts screaming. She's like, what are you fucking kidding me? You're you're raising my rent by a thousand dollars a month, and you think that I'm just going to be able to afford that? And go fuck yourself. And then she says, like, come to my house. My brothers will be here, and we'll we'll give you the greeting that you you know. It's like, but yeah, the guy is like, and he's just like, I you know, I really wanted to work with you. I was really I really wanted to work with you to figure out a, a you know a way to uh, to be able to you know the the both of us could uh, you know a win for both of us and i don't think this is an unreasonable thing and blah 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 of course it's unreasonable you just raised your rent by a thousand dollars a month that's a fuck ton of money <sighs> and i should know because i my rent <laughs> went up by 500 a month last year i was hoping that was why if you were listening to the podcast back in like may and we started the the home buying thing. You know, we started the search. We spent an entire Saturday and Sunday just looking nonstop uh, open houses and all that stuff. And we found several that we liked. And uh, and then of course I found out that since I was a ten ninety nine, you know, self employed and had only been in that status for seven months or so, that I did not qualify for any mortgage at all. <laughs> because believe me, I tried. Uh, and then when, as soon as I got back on W2 back in December, we said, okay, let's do this. Uh, and it all worked out and it's great. And, uh, today's Monday, the 13th of February. And on Friday between the hours of 2 PM and 4 PM, uh, a, a nice technician from uh, Comcast will come over and uh, make sure that my 
internet and cable and everything is up and running as I want it to be. Uh, and that's really the final piece of the puzzle. So that means we were going to stay over Saturday night because uh, our new bed was delivered. The kids all have beds. That's what else you need. You got your beds. And then we started thinking, ah, you know, we got to bring our toothpaste over, but we really need to stay at the apartment, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. So it's like, we're going to bring like all this stuff over and then have to go back, bring it back. And we just said, you know what? And we still don't have, you know, we don't have internet here and cable and stuff like that. Let's just, let's just, let's just wait. And uh, so Friday night will be, is on yeah, we're not, not not maybe it will be Friday night will be the first night that we uh, get to spend in the new in the new digs. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and in the meantime, we spent a lot of time over at the new house. Uh, had a nice couch delivered on Friday. Yeah, uh, my daughter's bed was delivered. Uh, nice a nice new desk for me. Uh, and then on Saturday, a nice new bed for for the wife and I. Uh, my oldest child's bed is coming in April, but uh, luckily there's a bed that the previous owners left, and it happens to be in my oldest child's room. So for the time being, they can certainly make do with that bed. So everybody has a bed, and as of uh, the end of the day Friday, we should have internet and cable up and running, and that's it. That's the thing that we really need uh, to have in that house. And so then we can set up all the other all the other stuff. Got a PS5 last week. Very excited about that. Even though I was looking, I'm looking at the library of games. And I'm like, oh, I already have these. <laughs> I already have these on the Steam Deck. Uh, but there, there is some stuff that uh, you know. I tell you, watching The Last of Us, the TV series on HBO, is really, as I'm sure it is doing with a lot of people, is making me really want to replay both of those games because they were so good. And the, the TV show is reminding me of things that I forgot, like how heartbreaking that show is. Oh my gosh, this week's episode was Henry and Sam, which I practically blocked out of my mind because it was such a sad storyline in the uh, in the main quest of of Last of Us, mm. which is a game. What did it, it came out twenty thirteen? Came out ten years ago. I play. I mean, I just couldn't get enough of that game, and I played through it pretty quickly. Uh, I don't know, a couple weeks maybe, here and there, a couple you know hours here, a little bit, little bit of, on the weekend there. Get up early on a Saturday and play and whatnot, and uh, just loved it. And then, of course, boy, summer of twenty twenty wasn't a whole heck of a lot happening <laughs> during that summer. But The Last of Us Two came out. In what, May or June or July? I don't remember when it came out. Uh, July? I feel like it was later in the summer. But nevertheless, it was just great. It was like, hey, all right, I got something, uh, a A game that I get to play. All right, can't wait to uh, spend many hours with Ellie and Joel. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's just like one. Uh, anyways. God damn, such a great game and such a great show. It's so good. Pedro Pascal is just good in everything that he's in. Uh, anyway, what was I saying before that? I know there were other things I got on the topic of, and now I've completely forgotten. Uh, shit. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, the apartment. Eh, I got to pause this and go back. I don't know what I was talking about. Oh, right. Okay. Landlords and such. Yeah. You know, I really, uh, I'm, I'm going to leave a terrible review <laughs> for this apartment strictly on the basis of how fucking criminal it should be to raise somebody's rent by $500. And I was lucky because a lot of people had their rent raised by a thousand, probably because they were not paying enough to begin with. And I was closer to to what they uh were trying to get out of every tenant um because i'm sure if you looked at people's rents you know people who had been here a longer period of time and saw their rent you know kind of steadily go up every year probably still had a fairly reasonable uh rent that they paid i mean even eight years ago when we moved here i think the rent was like i think it was like 15 maybe 1700 a month something like that <clears throat> excuse me 
and now the base rent is twenty three hundred a month, and then you add in, uh, you just add everything else on top of it that that comes with it. There's a number of other expenditures, and you're just under three thousand a month. But really, then you add in uh, how much it costs to do laundry, and you're pr- probably just about three thousand a month. And that's not a crazy uh, amount of money. <laughs> which is crazy to say because it is a it's a lot of money no matter what it just is uh but you know uh, jesus you see some of these force fuckers you know you want to live close to like boston or something 3000 a month it's not going to get you much studio maybe if you're in like a crappy neighborhood maybe a one bedroom maybe a two bedroom in a really crappy area <laughs> But yeah, three thousand doesn't get so. So of course, you know, forty miles away, the fact that three thousand a month gets you, eh, gets you a little uh, living room area and a little dining area and a very tiny kitchen, and one bathroom, and two bedrooms and a den, which is basically is a bedroom. It's just not technically a bedroom because it doesn't have a closet attached to it. But yeah, it could it could have been way worse. But I really, really last uh, spring wanted to accelerate the home buying process and uh, just to be able to not <laughs> to not have to uh, sign another lease where my where my payments were going to go up by such a uh, such a huge amount. But whatever, we had to sign another lease, and the lease ends in August. And the reason that I will be shitting on this place uh, as soon as we were out, like completely out done gone not no obligations whatsoever to this place no chance or ability for them to you know do something shady and shitty to us as a you know as a, a retaliation uh you know type thing uh once that's so, so probably like september october i will finally leave the review after eight years uh everywhere i can you know on rental rental sites and on google and on a- anywhere Anywhere and everywhere. I'm just going to, it's going to be one star. I'm going to copy and paste the whole goddamn thing. And the one star is, and, and I, and I, it sucks too, because I want to, I want there to be a separate review for the maintenance staff here because they are, it's perfection. That's the other thing. You know, if you're going to have one thing going in your favor when you're renting, you want it to be <laughs> the ability to call somebody who can come very quickly and fix something that's not working. Leaky faucets, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, something wrong with the electrical, appliances not working. They come, you know, that's, that's, and that's what you're paying for, right? You're paying for the luxury of not having to pay to have all these things happen, to have all these things fixed. Like we have, uh, we've had just about every major kitchen appliance uh, replaced, you know, repaired and then ultimately replaced. Yeah, the stove, oven, dishwasher, those are not the ones that were originally here. This crap-ass refrigerator is though, but <laughs> but still, you know, that's, that's uh, hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace that stuff that we didn't have to pay for. So I'm not, you know, and the maintenance people, they're so responsive and they're so helpful and they're so good. I've never seen anything like it. I lived in a townhouse in Florida that was, you know, twice the size of this place, maybe even more than twice the size. And, uh, you know, had, had many toilets, had lots of space, had a garage, you know, it was great. It was a thousand dollars a month, but that was 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, but it was, uh, it was a great, I mean, to only pay a thousand a month and have that huge place, but you know what we didn't have other than the first like two or three months. And then the last two or three months that we lived there, we didn't have any maintenance on site at all. We didn't have anybody. We didn't have a, they got rid of the property manager. They got rid of the maintenance guy. It was just nothing. And then you'd have to call, you'd have to call the CPA office. Cause you know, these, these were the, this is who bought the place you know, after they ran out of money and went bankrupt and they didn't even finish the community. It wasn't even, none of it was planned to be a rental community at all. It was all going to be, uh, yeah, you're going to just buy it, buy a townhouse 
and have a nice pool and a clubhouse and all <laughs> most of the streets had been the streets had been paved all the roads were there in that neighborhood and about maybe a fourth of the townhouses so it was a really weird <laughs> it was a weird place but we had things where the air conditioning broke in the middle of July and the wife is you know like 7 months pregnant and uh and they you know it was on a friday night and they're like yeah we can't get any we can't do anything sorry you got to call somebody and then you got to pay for it out of your pocket and then send us the thing but you get it's like what? god damn it just send fucking somebody and then as i've mentioned before i've told this story before luckily we had a neighbor who was very nice she was a really very sweet person and she was bilingual and so she was able to translate to our next door neighbors who spoke entirely, you know, 100% Spanish speaking, very little, if any, English. Really, the English was like, hello, hi. <laughs> and that's about it. We'd smile and wave and say hi, and then that would be it. And uh, so luckily, we were able to find out that they were, uh, they worked, they were air conditioned to repair people. So, they were able to come over, and it was luckily it was a fairly simple fix. Uh, but you know, we had like, oh my god, we had ants. Uh, my wife maniacally cleaned every surface, every piece of food, every crumb was sealed off somewhere, put away somewhere, and we still had just, oh my god, you talk about a parade of ants, ants marching, right? Like zillions of them just coming in at all times, and we would spray, and we would. Uh, didn't it just you know maybe they'd be gone for a day or two and then they'd eventually come back and then finally a few months before we moved out and there was a new owner and a new property manager gustavo who was fantastic uh responsive super nice guy he sent uh you know sent a pest control person over to spray all around the perimeter everybody else's house you know all, the whole thing and it was great it's like okay this is what we should have had for the last two years but didn't and the maintenance guy who was there when we first moved in was fantastic. Super nice guy. Super helpful. We had called him a couple times, and then just one day, we moved there in August, and I think uh, sometime in, like, November, he was there one day and then gone the next. And the same with the property manager, this guy Brian. He was there in the office and then, boop, gone. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, there's just... It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of trade-offs and this place that we live is very expensive to rent. But like I said, the pools, you know, the community always looks great. It's a very pretty place. Uh, the landscape, they keep up the grounds and the landscaping and the maintenance is second to none. And most of these guys have been here for 40 plus years on the maintenance team. <laughs> and they have some younger fellas too, uh, but these guys just they just know this place. They know the community, they know the people, and they most importantly know how to fix shit when it breaks. So there's that. I've you know, I haven't had to do a you know, I, I do some shoveling here and there if I just want to, you know, clear the snow in front of my car. But uh there's a lot of you know, I haven't had to mow a lawn in eight years, rake leaves, you know, all that crap. And I'm very happy because the lawn that we have at the new house is not very big. So I won't be doing a lot of mowing and raking regardless. We have, uh, we have no lawn in the back, which I'm more than okay with. There's a nice gravel walkway area that's very lovely and will make a perfect spot for a fire pit. Uh, nice big deck that takes up most of the, a lot of the backyard, uh, which will be a perfect spot for nice patio furniture tables and chairs and you know maybe some kind of a heater a solo stove or something to so we can have the lower level fire pit the upper level uh, fire pit type thing and uh you know and then ultimately eventually the, the the plan is of you know there's there is room for a hot tub uh and with some with some creative uh landscaping maneuvers there's also room for a uh, whatchamacallit there, uh, a pool, not a big pool. Uh, you could wipe out a bunch of trees and get a decent-sized pool. I don't want to do that. Um, but there's there's definitely room for all that stuff, so we'll see. But the, uh, you know, the pool, 
the pool's great, but even no matter what, you know, a lot of people in the Northeast have pools and most of them have a heated pool or, you know, maybe some kind of solar cover or something that keeps the water comfortable. But no matter what, you can heat it all day long. As soon as you get to September, it's time to close up shop for the year. And then you can open it in late May and, you know, maybe it's warm enough to do that. But it's, you know, you really, you really have June, July, and August to enjoy a pool. And I love swimming. I would, you know, if we end up with a pool, that's great. Uh, but we also, you know, we've got this apartment. <laughs> we've got this apartment until August. So we don't have to worry about a pool just yet because we'll still be able to uh, take advantage of uh, pool privileges for the next, uh, for this summer at least. And then I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much thinking that I would, uh, I would like to join the, uh, the local country club. Which sounds douchey, but yeah, golf can be fun if you don't take it seriously, and you don't care. Uh, you know, how'd you hit him? Who gives a fuck? I got shit faced <laughs> and I ate three hot dogs. That's the name of the game. Uh, <clears throat> but this uh, this Nashua Country Club it doesn't have it has golf and it's a very beautiful course and they have nice uh, you know banquet facilities restaurants, all that stuff that you find at a country club. Mm. And um, nice pools. And this particular country club has something that no other country club has, at least not any country club that I'm aware of. And they have a curling center, uh, which is in the, you know, they have a whole area where they have the ice rink and the curling equipment, and you can take curling lessons, and you can practice. You can have a curling team, and they have competitions, and they have all this stuff. And I think that would be, you know, like talk about getting use out of your country club. And I know, yes, I know the irony as I'm talking about like, mm, maybe we will, maybe we won't get a pool because you can only use it really three months out of the year as I'm talking about like, but we'll just join a country club where you can also just use a pool three months out of the year. <laughs> And it opens and closes when they say and not when you say. But anyway, <laughs> at least you can, you know, you got to close up the pool usually by, you know, mid to late September. Uh, but the golf thing, you can do that well into, you know, the entire month of October. And there's no better time to be playing. I I miss those days, you know, those those last few years of not being a parent. And I just had nothing but time. And I would go golfing after work, uh, you know, just random days during the week. We'd pick a time and we'd we'd get out of work at three thirty, and uh, and then head right to the right to the golf course. We'd be teeing off usually around four four fifteen. We'd be done by I don't know six, and it's like, hey, great, we we did nine holes of golf and uh, home for dinner. All right. <laughs> um, but I love doing it in the fall. There's one day in particular, uh, we went to this place, uh, the, the upstate New York people, uh, my, my Burn Hills and Clifton Park peeps will certainly know. It was used to be called Northway Heights. What's a, uh, Eagle Crest is the name of it now. And uh, my parents used to be friends with the owners, Gino and Willie. <laughs> and uh, anyway, sweet, sweet people. They were, they were very, very old when I was a kid. And I feel like they only just died in the last, like, few years. I think they were well into their 90s. I know he died not too long ago in the last 10 years. Anyway, uh, one Saturday morning, uh, 2008, got up just a beautiful, crisp autumn morning. One of those, you know, you start out with, like, a sweater on, and then after a few holes, by about the third or fourth hole, you you know, you've got just the polo. And it just feels so good. Nice breeze, beautiful sunshine, golden and orange and red leaves. It's, it's great. It's nice. That's fun. And we never took it seriously. Yeah, we just played and did the best we could and, and just tried to have laughs. And it was that was fun. And that's, you know, I'd like to do that. And it'd be nice if I could get one of my kids into it so we could just, like, do that shit. Uh, speaking of which, I was... T- <laughs> it brought back some memories of the old uh the old Edison Club days. We were a member of a country club called the Edison Club uh up in uh in Rexford, New York. Uh 
between Burnt Hills and Niskayuna. I'm getting I'm getting very local on this podcast, so bear with me if you're not from that area at all. Uh, it really doesn't matter where it was. But I once uh, got signed up for golf lessons, and the golf lessons were actually very helpful. The problem was I couldn't st- – you know, all these country clubs, they have PGA, you know, the pro, they call it the pro shop because there is a pro golfer running the pro shop. And uh, at the Edison Club, they had this guy named Rick Wright. I can't believe I remember his name. And he was the head pro. Uh, I never really saw him do too much other than sit in that pro shop <laughs> and just watch golf all day and, you know, ring out some uh, transactions here and there. And then they have, you know, that's the head pro, and then the assistant pros are usually the ones uh, giving all the lessons and stuff like that. And, you know, these are all people who have you know, professional golfers. Well, one guy gave me a lesson, and his name was Jim Jeffers. <laughs> I think that was his name. And everybody loved this guy. Everybody just loved this guy. And uh, it's probably it's probably kind of dickish that I'm mentioning his name, but, you know, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit, whatever. Actually, I think he's the, I think he became the pro at Eagle Crest. If I'm not mistaken, I can look him up. Well, anyway, I, I can't do this for much longer. I'm doing a half hour into this thing. I got to wrap it up. Uh, this gym, so I was on the swim team at the uh, country club and we would, it's so ridiculous when you say it, we would compete against, it was like the country club circuit. And all summer long, you have, you know, you have practice every day from like 8 until 11 or 9 to 11 or some ridiculous thing like that. Swim, swim team practice every morning. And then, you know, a few nights a week, you have a swim meet, uh, you know, some at home, some away. And I have told stories about the swim team. You can go back to the old episodes where I talked about the kid who's on the relay race said, oh, he looked at me, he took a good look up and down at me and said, Pfft. I could beat this kid. And I said, the fuck you can, asshole. And I fucking clawed at that water like I've never clawed before. And I beat him by like a half a second, half of a half of a second. But I fucking beat his ass and he cried like a bitch afterwards. And then to make matters worse, I went up to him and extended my hand. And I said, good job, man. That was a fucking great race. And then he's, he shook. He couldn't even look at me, the little punk bitch. He couldn't even look at me, that bastard. Oh, that's what it's all about. Sportsmanship for the sake, spite and malice disguised as sportsmanship. I love it. That's what everything is. That's, that's what life is all about. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake positivity or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, it's, it's really pettiness in disguise, at least for me. I'll speak for me. A lot of my seemingly good deeds and goodwill and whatever, uh, you know, in those kind of scenarios, it's always, yeah, it's always just pettiness and spite and hatred disguised as the complete opposite. Because what would make him feel worse? If I went up and said, ha ha, fuck face, I beat your ass. He'd be like, yeah, fuck you, dickhead. But I, because I, I would just be at the same level as him. Like, I could beat this guy. But I, me going up to him and saying, hey, man, great fucking race, dude. And and he couldn't even look at me. And then he turned around. The reason he couldn't look at me is because he's me saying that and shaking his hand. He started crying even harder. And then he had to turn around and go to his dad. And this is like, you know, this isn't like seven years old. We're, this is, we're teenagers. You know, I was, I don't know, 14, 15 he was 14, 15, 16, something like that. We were the same age. And, uh, yeah, I shook his hand. Great game, great race. And he went off and just started. I mean, he was just, like, ugly crying at this point. <laughs> oh, anyway. But, yeah, that was, uh, you know, you're on the swim team and you have the, uh, the swim meets against uh, Mohawk Country Club and Skylar Meadows Club and... Oh, what are the other ones? Wolford's Roost, <laughs> Albany Country Club. Uh, there's a bunch of others. I can't even remember the rest of them. But, yeah, that's what you do. You compete against other douchey fucking country club kids. And, uh, yeah, then I was on the swim team and the diving team. It was fun. I did enjoy it. You know, outdoors is summertime. Eh, it's all good. Uh, 
What's my point, though? Don't know. Oh, yeah. So uh, the first couple of years of the swim team, my coach was Jen. And, of course, the coaches are also the lifeguards. And uh, she was very, very nice, very sweet. She had that... She had that kind of like smoky sort of teenage weird you you sound like a smoker but it's but but it's young enough that it's like hot and she was a few you know she was uh, maybe even in college probably in college and we were you know I'm like middle school early high school and uh anyway she was she was quite good looking and she was a good coach and she you know liked her anyway but I didn't uh you know it was uh, a lot of respect for her too. She, I thought she was a really good coach. So I got this Jeffries, Jeffers, whatever the fuck his name, Joffrey Joffers, uh, giving me my first lesson out on the driving range, and he pretty much leads off with, "So you're on the swim team, right? Yep. Okay. So you know the you know the swim coaches pretty well. All the all the lifeguards. Yeah. And he's like, okay, which one if you could." Which one would you stick it in? I'm like, I'm like what? What? Do you, well, I'm sorry, what? He's like, if you could stick it in one of the lifeguards slash one of your coaches, which one would it be? Would it be Jen? Would it be, I don't remember the other people's names, but. And I'm like, you're asking me? Uh, and I'm like, I'm like. I was like 13. This was early. This was this was early in my swim team days. I think I was I was like 12 or 13 when I first did. So I think I was 12. So I might have been 12. I was 12 or 13. I was not older than 13. I guarantee you that and I yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the exact year, but he's asking me and she, I think I swam from like 92 to 96. She was only the coach in 92, 93. So it had to be I was either 12 or 13. And he's asking me, his grown-ass adult, who to me seemed very old, even though he was like a good-looking guy, t- tall, tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, my sister had a crush on him because she thought he looked like Kevin Costner, which I I actually thought he was better looking than Kevin Costner. I didn't quite see the Kevin Costner thing, but uh, he was, uh, you know, he just had that kind of like classic good look, like a, like a, like a Dean Martin-esque, just kind of, you know, tan and big smile and the, you know all that stuff but he was a cocky arrogant motherfucker uh like a lot of those guys are and uh yeah also highly inappropriate i mean can you imagine you know you talk about like holy shit um so he's like yeah which one of the lifeguards if you could you know which one would you would you put it in and he's saying it like that which one would i stick it in or put it in or whatever and I'm like, oh my god, and I was so uncomfortable. And I really was like, oh boy, and uh, yeah, and so I just, I just, you know, I, I, I said a name. I probably said Jen, uh, and he's like, okay, and he's like, yeah, good choice. I'm like, uh-huh, thank you, and he's like, okay, and I'm like, what is this all about? And he's like, when you, when you swing the club, he's like, you're not following through enough. When you swing the club on your follow through. I need you to pivot your hips forward as though you were going to stick it in Jen. And I'm just like, when do we get the part where you stop saying stick it in to me, a 13-year-old child, (laughs) maybe even 12? Uh, But still, even if it was 1996, which was my last year doing the swim team, uh, I was was 16, (laughs) Still not in any way, shape, or form appropriate for a grown-ass man who we are paying for golf lessons to be talking to me about who I'm going to stick it in and tie that into a golf lesson. But God damn it, I'll tell you, that worked so fucking well. <laughs> I hate to say it. So I was like, okay, stick it in. And I would swing my hips forward and I would follow through and my shots went straight and they were long and it was beautiful. And I said, oh, God damn it, this prick. But he was a prick. I really, I just, you know, sometimes you meet a person and you just don't like him from the get-go. And I didn't dislike this guy, but he just screamed slimeball to me. 
I just, you know, you, sometimes you have that sixth sense. I'm usually pretty good at judging early, very, very early on. Uh, and I'm usually pretty, pretty fucking accurate. Um, and I just, there was just something about this guy that I, yeah, just, uh, he's kind of a weasel, isn't he? And, uh, mm-hmm. all my suspicions were confirmed when he took me out on the driving range and it's just the two of us, not another soul around for miles, just the two of us out in that driving range. And he's telling me, all right. Every time you hit the ball now, I want you to think of putting it in, uh, <laughs> putting your penis in Jen. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that is so wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong. But also, holy shit, that's maybe the longest drive I've ever had. <laughs> uh, but I hated, I couldn't stand this guy. I didn't want ever to like... So it was like, it was really dreadful for me having these golf lessons with him. And then he would just like, he always seemed to single me out. Uh, maybe because he knew I was just like uh, not a fan. And he, I don't know what it was. And I was also a shy kid. So I was awkward. You know, uh, it was, it was not until probably I was 14 that I really came out of my shell. So I just, I, I, I I'm still, I'm, st- I still don't know how to act around people, honestly. Um, I can pretend and sometimes it works, but yeah, it's incredibly stressful and challenging. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, so this guy, uh, you know, he gave me a bunch of lessons and they worked out well. And then of course I would go out and play with my dad and he'd be like, Hey, let's go play nine holes. See how those lessons are paying off. Like, okay. I hit my first tee shot. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh my God. Wow. And, uh, and then, uh, and then I would do one little thing and then my dad would say, ah, ah what? you gotta, you gotta, your, your hips are this way and your eyes are up and your head's down. You gotta put your head up and your eyes down and you gotta put the ball in front of your stance. And I'd be like, it is in front of me. It's literally in front of me. Like, no, no step to the left or to the right. That's what I'm talking. I'm like, well, that's not front. That's left or right. Should the ball be to the left of my stance or the right of my stance? And I would get very, yeah, I mean. You see why people didn't want to fucking have anything to do with me on the golf course. But like, yeah, my, but then, so then like I would get my dad's coaching and it would mix in with the professionals coaching. And then I would forget which one was the right one. And then I was just bad. I was actually, by the time we finished that round of golf, I was, I had uh, somehow managed to become worse. (laughs) I had managed to become worse at golf than I was, uh, before that, um, but then we had this, like, the, you know, they would always have these, like, junior golf clinics. It was early in the morning. You had to be over. At, oh, and I just hated it. I hate it. You know, like, one of those July mornings where it's already, like, 90 degrees at 8 a.m. And it's hot and it's sticky. And then the sun's just oh, just a big blinding ball, like, right on the horizon. And you just hate life. And then it's like, oh, now I got to go golf. And, uh <laughs> I, I do sound like a person who should definitely join a country club with all these uh, things, I all the high praise I have for the game of golf. Um, so this this uh, Jeffers guy was the he was the lead instructor for this golf clinic that we'd have to go to at like seven or eight in the morning, and he's got us doing some drill, you know, some little chip uh, chipping and pitching kind of thing, you know, with the pitching wedge and you know, kind of practicing the short game. And I'm just trying to, I'm only trying to do what the exercise was asking of us to do. Hit the ball, onto, chip the ball under the green. And I was just doing, doing what I could, not trying to do anything but that. And all of a sudden, Jeffers, he's like, he kept, he's like, Mr. Hopkins, stop trying to show off and hit the ball. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I start. I was actually looked at him like, is does he think somebody else is named Hopkins? Because that's what 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 am I trying to? I'm not trying to show off. I just look and then I just stare. I gave him the death stare. Like, are you seriously fucking what? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. What declined? How dare you? You no one declines a meeting from me. Um. Anyway, 
Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm just like staring at him like, what? did he just really just say that? He's given all this like nice sort of constructive, you know, like, ah, oh, that's uh, that's good, Mikey. Just make sure, you know, uh, uh, you know, man, make sure you keep your head up. And duh, 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 duh. oh, yeah, there you go. OK, Susie. There is nobody named Susie. OK, Susie. Oh, that's really good. Yep. Do one more just like that. But make sure that you keep your head straight. And duh, 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 duh. OK, good one, Susie. Mr. Hopkins, stop trying to show off. Just do what I've asked of you. I'm like, I'm trying to. I'm not good at golf. How is me? How is me not hitting the ball showing off? I'm trying to use the shit that you taught me, and I'm so fucked in the head with all like all the different advice that I don't even know what to do. And I'm frankly tired of the little hit the ball with the stick game that everybody loves so much. And then I quit entirely in 1995 and didn't play again until 2008. <laughs> and now it's been, what would that have been? 10, 11, 12, what's that, 13 years? Now it's been, four, now it has, it has been longer. Oh, no, when did I last play? I last played in 2010. Yeah, so this summer, <laughs> this summer it will be just as long a stretch of me not playing golf since 2010 as it was when I was in high school in 1995 and then started playing again in 2008. Crazy. That's crazy. Uh, anyways, so yeah, this guy, I fucking, I just couldn't stand him. Like He's just like singling me out and just being a douche. And he also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was made aware of the fact that my sister had a bit of a crush on him. And, you know, she's like... 10, 11, 12, I don't know. And uh, so he would, he would kind of like, he would really pour on the charm, you know, a big, even a big, big smile every time he saw her and like, oh, okay, sweetheart. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you talk about fucking whatever. I, I'm sure the guy, I, who knows? But there were a lot of people. I, I couldn't stand the tennis guy either. There were two tennis guys because I had to, I took tennis lessons one summer or maybe a couple summers. And this one guy, uh, Sonny was his name, and he's still I think he's still coaching tennis, like high school or I don't know. And he very accomplished coach, very accomplished tennis player. No question about his his abilities and his skills. But uh, the problem that I had was he was a fucking cheater. Uh, because we played, we had this like round robin, like elimination short court, you know, we had like 10 kids on either side line up and, uh, I was the anchor for my team and he was the anchor for his team. So whoever, you know, you just went until everybody was eliminated and it came down to me versus Sonny, me, 13 year old child versus 30 or 40 something year old grown man. And when I say grown man, even at the age of 13, I'm pretty sure uh, that I was looking down at him, which is not something that, has, that happens too often in my life. So uh, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter what his height was. But he fucking, he had a, a, an assistant pro named Mike who was the sweetest guy, so helpful, so good at coaching, just a lovely, lovely person to be around. I loved Mike. And Mike was limited because his arm was in a, a, a sling, so he couldn't do every. He couldn't do a lot of like demonstrating, you know, something one-handed. He could, you know, kind of gently do, but he was, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they ended up letting him go or I don't know what happened, but eventually Mike disappeared and it was just Sonny. But I loved Mike. Any any time we split up, I would try to be in Mike's group because I really enjoyed Mike and Sonny. I couldn't stand. So we're playing this short court game. And it's elimination, and everybody's eliminated, and it's down to me. And that was the thing. I think it got to where everybody on Sonny's team was eliminated, and then it got to Sonny, and then he was just picking them off left and right. And then it came down to me, me versus Sonny. And I was, you know, I was hanging in there, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then I hit a, a shot, and it was absolutely inside the line, and this Sonny throws his fucking hands in the air and goes, yeah, outside, woo. And he's, you'd think he just won the fucking Super Bowl. 
but really he just beat a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of children at a game that they're just starting to learn this professional tennis player of however many decades he's and he's like showboating and every you know his team's like cheering for him and i'm like are you kidding i'm like that was it i'm like i was pissed i'm like that was in he's like no nope, it was out and i'm like bullshit and i got really mad and then after that he you know he was he was under the impression that i was just like a hothead i remember one time i was joking around with my friend bill just uh you know we were just fucking around outside the tennis courts i'm like i'm I'm like, I'm going to kill you. You know, we were, we were totally fucking around. And Sonny's like, John, hey, calm down, John. Just calm down. Calm down. Just take it easy. Take it easy. And I'm like, Sonny, I'm joking around with this kid. It's like nothing is actually happening, dude. It was just like, God damn. <laughs> I said, boy, oh, boy, am I in the wrong place here. But I was a goddamn good swimmer, at least compared to the other all, all the other shitty fucking swimmers on that team. <laughs> There's a bunch of bunch of floating meatballs on that team, let me tell you. And a handful of, of good swimmers. Uh, but anyway, who cares? But yeah, that that Jeffers guy, like, yeah, who you, who would you like to stick it in? And and then, you know, I, I don't I I don't know if I ever I can't remember if I said anything to my parents or not. I think that I didn't because it's one of those back in those days like, uh, the grown-ups are all really smart, decent people. So if they're saying something and doing something, you're the one who is wrong. And then you realize, no, grown-ups are even stupider than kids. <laughs> and they're, they're, even, they're even less uh, responsible morally than most kids. Uh so yeah, thinking about joining the country club here, I think it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I would like to think that that sort of thing is not going on these days, or at least at most country, but who knows? Maybe it is. What do I know? Oh, man. So anyway, uh, what was the point of any of this? Yeah, so Friday we've got the uh, service, the internet, Comcast, Xfinity, my cable box, and my modem, and all that shit. I'm going to unplug it and bring it over to the new place. And the guy's going to come over. The technician's going to come over. Maybe it's a female. Um, he's going to come over and he's going to get me all set up. And so by the end of the day, Friday, we will have internet, we'll have Wi Fi. I will be able to hook up all my devices, all my smart. Uh, so we have a smart lock. Uh, a smart deadbolt thing on our door that they installed on all of the uh, apartments. And I love it because it's a keypad. Um, I, you know, I've gotten so used to not having, I have one key on my keychain and that's the key to my little storage unit. Actually two, I have two storage units. So I have two keys on my keychain that I almost never use. There's a key to the mailbox that I don't leave on the keychain. I just hang it up on the, on the key rack uh, the key hook, whatever you call it. And, uh, 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 yeah. So it's like, Oh geez. At the new house, you know, every, <laughs> every door has the lock and the deadbolt. And some of the doors have a different key. Uh, they're not all, they're not all the same deadbolt key. <laughs> and these sweet, wonderful people who had the house before us, who lived there for a very long time, and are just lovely people, and I'm so glad we got to meet them. Uh, it's just, yeah, it reminds me of my grandparents, and because uh, you go into the garage, and the key to the deadbolt on the garage door that goes into the house is just hanging on a hook. <laughs> like, okay, well, why do we even? Why even have the have the lock? So, what I love that's, I guess, one of the nice things about this apartment is they just showed up one day. And replaced my old deadbolt, uh, which I hated because the deadbolt was you needed the key outside and inside. And so I thought, oh, so in theory, I could lock myself in this house and create quite the fire hazard. Now, in reality, there's plenty of windows. There's a sliding glass door, uh, you know, 10 feet away from the front door. 
so unless the flames were engulfing every single window and uh, doorway except for the front door, it's unlikely that's going to create that much of a hazard. But still, it's like, holy shit, I could – so I could <laughs> – I could lock this door <laughs> from the inside and then just somehow lose my key, drop it down the drain. I don't know. I could lock the door and then go sit on the patio and a hawk could swoop down and grab my key and take it away forever. And yes, it's you just you'd call maintenance and they'd come over and they'd take care of it. But uh and then you'd be charged for a new key. But they switched it a few years ago, four or five years ago, and they, they put these new deadbolts and it's great because you can program it, uh, you know, with with Siri, with uh, Amazon Echo, with Google, you know, all those little fun little uh, assistants that listen to your every word. And you can say, you know, hey, device, lock the front door. And then it locks. And it's that's a nice thing. Like if I'm lying in bed, like, ooh, did I lock the front door? Hey. Uh-huh. I don't want to say her name. Hey. <laughs> lock the door, please. <laughs> And then you uh, locking front door. It's like, ah, that's nice. Um, so I, I ordered one of those, and I'm going to test it out once we get the Wi-Fi hooked up and uh, see how that works. Just replace the deadbolt because then it's just like it's a little touch screen, and the keypad lights up, and you choose a code, and you enter in that code, and then it unlocks the door, and then you don't have to worry about ever being locked out as long as you don't forget your code or if you just have the app on your phone and your face ID and then you can unlock the door from the app and uh, I'm, I much prefer that. And yeah, everybody says like, oh yeah, but that's like hackers now can just hack into, like dude, if, <laughs> if somebody is that dead set on wanting to get something from my house, like, I, you know, a deadbolt with a key, a deadbolt with a computer, none of those are going to stop them. So whatever. Uh, so yeah. And then, you know, we're going to replace the thermostat because I'm also, I have become quite spoiled uh, with our smart rent uh, home system, whatever it is. You know, these are the things that you get. You know, when I'm complaining about, oh, it costs so much. And then they just give you a bunch of shit. And it's nice to have this. Uh, we had a very old, shitty thermostat when we first moved here, and they replaced it with a nice one and uh, a nice Honeywell. And you can, you know, it has the app, and you can just, you know, and I'm, I'll be in bed and say, ah, I'm a little chilly. Hey, <laughs> set the heat to 69. <laughs> and that's what they'll do. Or turn off the heat, or turn on the heat. Or we don't have central air, but you could same thing. Turn on the air conditioning. Uh, so yeah, it'll be nice to to get that stuff rolling along and uh, have people come and, and set it all up. <clears throat> well, some of that, I'll be, a lot of that, I'll be just setting up. But uh, anyway, very exciting, very exciting. I thought I had something else that I was going to say, and I have since forgotten it i feel like maybe it was something about the super bowl i don't know but we're we're at an hour so i am going to go because that's been way too long i've got lots to do and i just wanted to whenever i have lots to do i choose to not do any of it and uh, talk to you instead so i hope you're having a great week so far it's a very young week uh yeah the super bowl was really fun it was really good and as I said, last night, it, it really hit me. Wow, this is the last Super Bowl I'm ever going to watch on this couch in this room. And it's a little bittersweet. It's more, <laughs> it's more, I'm not going to start singing the song, but it is, it's way more sweet than bitter. I can tell you that. Lots of great memories and lots of great moments made here, but it is well past time to move on. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Every time we go to that house, I get so happy and excited. And then we leave and come back to this apartment and it's so depressing. Like, oh, let's get the fuck out already. And so this weekend, we're finally going to just be there. It'll be the opposite. Instead of sleeping and living at the apartment and occasionally going over to the house to do some, you know, unpacking or cleaning or what have you, We'll just be at the house, and then we'll come back to the apartment to get things and pack and move over there. And then when it's all done and we just have big stuff left, then we'll call the maniacs, movers, 
uh, from Maine or whoever there, you know, whatever, and have them uh, take care of the rest. So that's it. I'm going to go. It's exactly one hour. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators.